I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. And if you're in no contact, focused on personal growth, my workbook series, The Knowledge, will help you make changes like you've never made before. Available now at AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And I'm Coach Victoria. And today we're gonna to be talking about who is your real partner? Right. Mm. Well, mm. what does that mean? It means we're going in the deep end of the pool today. Yes. Right? Yes. What does the deep end of the pool mean, Margaret? The deep end of the pool means that we learn to see ourselves and other people as mixed people, not good or bad, not black or white, but mixed. We are all a mix of good traits and bad traits, okay? And when we're distracted or distraught about a relationship, it's very easy to see the world, yourself, and your partners, your people, as either all good or all bad, black or white, okay? so. If you want to develop a capacity to see people as real, it's very important. Because if you don't, you can think someone is one way and then later find out that they're this whole other person. Yeah. Okay. And it's important to understand that your partners, whoever you date, are going to have a mix of good traits and bad traits or right. things that you see as good traits and things as bad traits and oftentimes things that you're attracted to in the beginning are mm -hmm. the things that you get fed up with at the end. Exactly. Yeah, I was just thinking that. <laughs> exactly. In the beginning we right. tend to idealize. Yeah. He's so impulsive yeah. in, the, in the beginning. It's so wonderful and exciting. He's so spontaneous. Yeah. <laughs> and then, exactly. he'll never make any plans with me. I can't take it anymore. Exactly. <laughs> right. So, so so we don't want you to idealize or devalue mm -hmm. anybody you're with or yourself. So it's important to be real and that's what we're going to talk about mm -hmm. here. She's got some good research. And this is an article written by a woman named Eleanor Green, Greenberg, PhD, and she writes a great deal about narcissism and borderlines. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if you failed to develop, here's a term for you, whole object relations as a child, don't worry. You can develop it as an adult. You were born with the capacity to develop whole object relations. That's the mixed person we're talking about. And it is never too late to do so. I love it because borderlines and narcissistic people have been written off for years because they struggled to do it. And it's very nice to hear her say, you can still do it. And mm -hmm. I do believe that you can. Well, what are object relations, Margaret? Funny you should ask. This is the ability to form an integrated, realistic and relatively stable image of oneself and other people that simultaneously includes both liked and disliked aspects and strengths and flaws. All of it mixed up together. So again, you're not going to see anybody as all good or all bad or yourself. We are all a mix. Okay? And if you've grown up somewhere where, where people were treated as all good or all bad, it's not easy work to do, but absolutely it can be done, all right? Um, 
What do we mean by object constancy? There's another 50 cent phrase for you. People who lack whole object relations also lack object constancy. Object constancy is the ability to maintain your positive feelings for someone while you are feeling hurt, angry, frustrated, or disappointed with their behavior. Mm. Okay? So in other words, if I'm really upset and angry at Craig, um, I need to remember that yesterday I liked him and probably I will again tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Okay? So that's be able, being able to have some object constancy. Because people don't change overnight, even though if, if you're very upset it can seem like they do. Alright? Um, the other person is all bad in that moment. And here are some methods that this writer, Eleanor Greenberg, can suggest that may help you gradually develop whole object relations and object constancy. Now, if you figured out that you wanted any of that, I hope we made it clear enough. All right? People are like, what? What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I think of object constancy, I also think of playing peekaboo with the child. Yes. I'm not sure if that's maybe part of where it comes from. It is. You. It absolutely is. Go ahead. How Say when more. you cover your eyes in front of a child, their brain can't make sense of the fact that you're still there. They think that you're gone since you're out of sight. Yeah. So when they see you again, it's a big surprise and they laugh and they have a reaction And they're thrilled. To it. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you have object constancy, then you can keep the picture of the person that you're dealing with in your head. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about that in terms of self-soothing. Um, and we've talked about can you call up the face, the voice, or anything about some of the people in your life who've been calming and soothing to you to help you when you're upset. That's exactly mm -hmm. the same concept, and that's why kids love peekaboo. Mm. Yeah. This lady suggests a list. A list? A list. All right. Make a list of your partner's good points. Okay? The method is pretty simple. When you are feeling in a loving mood towards your partner, make a written list of all the things that you like about him or her. It also helps to include nice things that the person has done for you in the past. Okay? Keep this list somewhere handy, such as on your cell phone or in your pocket or purse. If necessary, make copies of it and put them where you are likely to see them when you need it. Mm -hmm. All right? Step two. Read your list every day at least once. Your goal here is to become very, very aware of what you value about this person. Continued practice burns it into your brain so it can come to mind easily when you need it. This is like practicing an instrument every day so that one day you can pick it up and play well without having to think about it. Now, the thing about this list that's a little concerning for me is if you've had a partner that you're trying to move on from because they may have mistreated you and you're just looking at all the things they did right. Then, you, you know, <laughs> if, if you've come to the conclusion that they're abusive, all other issues are out. Mm. Yeah. One of the things we have to remember that um, you may have this wonderful list, but the person, if they turn out to be abusive, either emotionally or physically, all bets are off. Okay, and you may have to grieve the nice qualities you wrote down here, but abuse is abuse, and that is the end of, an, of a relationship. 
But this would be helpful if you're in a relationship oh, and you're yes. struggling Absolutely. with, you know, black and white thinking and right. when you're upset at your partner, you just exactly. lose emotional self-control. Absolutely. And I think if you're avoidant, it would be extremely helpful. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. I was just thinking this reminds me for some reason of having a grocery list. You know when you go to the grocery store and you're hungry, you end up buying a whole bunch of things that you don't need? Right. They're in a weird way, it reminds me that when you're angry and upset, we tend to act on how we feel and make decisions in our relationship. In the moment. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And so having that list can maybe ground you back to the essence of the relationship, that it's not all bad. Use your list. The next time you're in a fight or otherwise starting to only see your loved one's bad side, read through the list. Try to get emotionally engaged with all the positive things on the list. The goal is for you to consciously choose to switch your view from he or she is all bad to he or she has many good qualities that you value. Mm -hmm. Okay? You are likely to find yourself having to walk yourself back from the brink of totally seeing your partner as worthless and the relationship as a mistake. And certainly we can all get to that point. All right. You want to reread your list every morning or just before you plan to meet up with the person. Reading it right before you see the person can help you stay more centered and more aware while you are with the person. Here's an example. John initially thought that her girlfriend Nina was perfect. She was beautiful, smart, and doted on him. Unfortunately, John lacked whole object relations. And as soon as he began to see things about Nina that he did not like, he would get very disappointed and draw back emotionally from the relationship. This would lead to fights, which made John even more disappointed. And remember, nobody's perfect, so he was in trouble when he began. All right. Fortunately, John was in his 40s and had been through this cycle many times before. This time, he wanted to fight for the relationship. He entered therapy with the goal of finding a way to make this relationship work. In the first session, he said, This is not my first rodeo. I have been here before with many women. Each time I start out thinking that I have finally found the one. Then, it starts, then I start seeing her flaws and I get disenchanted break up with her, and go looking for someone better. I realize that this time I have a keeper. I don't want to lose Nina. I know the problem is me. Wow, good for him. As soon as we have a disagreement, I start backing away from her. I am lucky she hasn't simply left me. What do I need to do? John likes the idea of the list method because he found it easy to note lots of positive things about Nina. He made multiple copies and put them everywhere. He taped one to his mirror, the door to his refrigerator, next to his phone at work. He carried one in his pocket. He decided to tell Nina about his problem and what he was doing to fix it. Nina really did care about John, and she thought what he was trying to do was great. They went through a period where, in the midst of an argument, John would say, let's press pause. I need to get out my list. This eventually became a private joke between them. Mm -hmm. Sometimes Nina would say, 
I think we need a list now, and they would stop and laugh. Nina made her own list of John's good points, and during a fight, she found that reading him, what she liked about him, was an effective way to remind him of her love for him. After Nina started reading her list to him during fights, John realized that hearing her list worked as well as reading his list. He started noticing when he felt insecure or hurt by her, and instead of automatically withdrawing emotionally, he now felt comfortable enough to tell her, I think I would like to hear your list. Hmm. Okay. The end. So this seems like a good way to help you if you're struggling in your relationships where you may start dating somebody and you're quick to give up on them because right. little things are irking right. you. I'm not sure how helpful the list would be to do after a breakup no, when be. you're trying to figure it out. Maybe the person's mistreated you and you're just writing down a list of the nice right. things. Mm -hmm. You know, you need to be more objective with that. But I do think this would be really helpful for when you're struggling that you've been with somebody for a while and little things annoy you. Instead of getting so upset about those things, remind yourself of all the positive things right. that they have. Right. And also, I was just going to say that uh, bringing up the list during an argument reminds me a lot of John Gottman's repair attempts. Yes. So he says that couples who are more successful, when they argue, they tend to give their partner a way out, either by making an inside joke or making a nice comment. So I could see using this list Absolutely. as a way out during an argument mm -hmm. to kind of, you know, mitigate that. Right. But if you, if you get really angry, um, sometimes all good logic flies out the window and you say, what am I doing with this person mm -hmm. anyway? And I'll have to rethink this and maybe we should break up and all of those things. This could help you calm down and look again. And it's wonderfully simple. Some people have, you know, 10 steps to fix something. This is pretty simple. And the simple things always work the best. Mm. Yeah, I liked it. The other yeah. thought that I have on this is that this could be incredibly helpful for those who have abandonment fears. So going back Good to the point. beginning with the object right. constancy, I imagine that when you're away from your partner, your partner can't reassure you 100% of the time, 24-7. And so if you get into that headspace of, my partner has left me, they're not around, they don't really care about me, it can be useful to bring this list back yeah. up to say, you know what, they do have good intentions for me. Even though they're not telling me right now, I have this list of good attributes, and it seems like they have some sort of loyalty to this relationship. So it could be a good reassurance. Absolutely. And, you know, if you know, like John did, that this is where he's been stuck a number of times, that's a huge help. Mm -hmm. You know, he went and asked for help because he didn't want to mess this one up. Yeah, and he realized that the problem was him over and over again with the women that he was dating. Mm -hmm. And to go from seeing the world and relationships in black and white to more integrated is a huge, meaningful piece of work. And remember that, that the narcissist, or oftentimes the avoidant, is stuck on wanting a perfect partner, and there is none, mm. okay? Yep, okay, good stuff. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Hopefully good. you guys enjoyed this one too. Let us know in the comment section. Of course, if you wanna get our help personally, just go to my website, askcraig.net. Sign up for the coaching options that work best for you. I do email coaching and I do Skype. Of course, Margaret is available for Skype coaching. If you feel I can be helpful to you, please sign up. 
There's a list of reasons why Margaret is great on the website. <laughs> and I have a list of how Craig is so good too. And maybe we'll share those with you sometime. I make her rewrite the list every three weeks. I want updated versions. <laughs> and Coach Victoria will continue to train with us. I'll be here and I'll remind them of the list when they start to argue. <laughs> That's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And I'm Coach Victoria. And we will talk with you soon. To get my help personally, go to AskCraig.net and click on Schedule Coaching and choose the option that works best for you. I do email coaching or Skype. To schedule a coaching with Margaret, click on Margaret on the top of the page and order a Skype with her. For the Knowledge Creative Healing course, click on the link at the top of the page and click Get Started Now.